Peace, the Kraken. For me, I money. The Snyder cut. <laughs> Get ready for the Snyder cut. Oh, <laughs> oh, hey guys, welcome back to the Drunk and Ship Podcast, our two, our weekly podcast. It's been part of the show too. <laughs> that Snyder cut bit he just did. The Snyder cut. <laughs> you gonna blame him? Blame him? Don't leave that in. Only that in. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't. Make that uh, part of your soundboard, Crockett. What is it? Episode forty-five. Episode forty-five, guys. Yeah, it is episode forty-five. Five. We're five weeks out from fifty episodes, which is crazy and we might even have weeks. a we might even have a special episode after those 50 weeks we'll see how yeah. um guys i'm your host the one who is manny cyber calamity alongside my co-host today is brian uh aka uh yep. puerto rican reggie watts and then the prettiest sony pony in the stable hey norman <laughs> hello everyone <laughs> that's a new one so uh, no it's definitely yeah it's definitely because it's uh one he loves PlayStation, and two, he likes being a pretty girl. So, you said what the so fuck are you talking about, Crockett? You talking about this photo? Tay has right? this obsession with like posting pictures of like thirst trapping people. <laughs> Look, if I'm Tay's cheap, just, just just jealous. And I'm tired just, of and I'm tired jealous. of acting like he's not. <laughs> he joker. He needs to come to grips with like what he is. Yeah. Crockett, like, are you mad because you look at the pictures and you're like, mm. a little bit, yeah? I'll be scrolling down, I'm like, I'm like. Uh-huh. Oh, I think I'm an old roommate. Uh, like that. Wait a minute. No. Wait. <laughs> Go back to his profile. Wait a minute. I definitely have been caught off guard by Tay's like baddie pictures before. The last one's actually <laughs> pretty fantastic though. The lighting, because I used yeah, the light and my <laughs> iPhone the last, camera. The last shoot was actually really good. <laughs> yeah, that like that like face app app like face app is like incredibly good. It's like creepy how good. I'm it waiting is. for Tay to open up his Twitch and <laughs> it's all gonna be nothing but like him as a girl. My Twitch, dude. Make yeah, bank. there was a there was a I think Korean streamer did that for like, <laughs> so, yeah. and then like there was one time where the kid, the, the hardware stopped working, and it was a, it is it was like this big dude, and then everyone it was really nice though because everyone was super supportive even after it. But I'm I'm sure there's a couple of the guys were like, wait a minute, <laughs> or like that Power so Ranger funny. meme in Japan where this Pink Ranger was like dancing and then he. I took the helmet off or something. And it was like an old forty year old man. It's <laughs> a Pink Power Ranger. <laughs> Remember uh, that? In uh, in like Mighty Morphin, I mean, the Yellow Ranger is, is a man. In the Japanese version, yeah, find out when it got But older. I mean, in the in the American reshoots, they never they never reshot the the scenes or whatever, so mm-hmm. it's still a man. So, but she has the only Trinity. Was skirt. Trinity is a Japanese man. <laughs> Int- that's she, fantastic. Yeah, they never yeah. in America is a female, so like, and they use like a male costume instead of a female. So she's the only one on the team that doesn't have like a skirt or something. Well, they use they use Japanese original footage, footage for yeah. all the fight scenes. So it she was a over there. So if you go yeah. back and look, and I did like this like a couple months ago, it is fully you, a man. the broad shoulders is a man. Yeah, that's is, awesome. At, yeah, that's amazing. Fun fact: What have you guys been up to? Uh, relaxing. <laughs> relaxing the, after work. How's the new mic going? I was listening to the um, audio earlier it's pretty crisp yeah you sound crispy as fuck too does sound nice. i like how like you can't hear anything in your background anymore though i can't the thing is, like, i'm paranoid you can hear it no i couldn't dude i was you were like talking to your parents through the door and before i could hear you all the time i could hear anything I forgot to mute a lot and mute. now you can't hear shit like it's so 
It's such a delicate tap. Yeah, I love it. Is that a mute I'm, button? Yeah, I'm yeah. so used to my... Like, that's why I kept pushing it the yes, yesterday, because I'm so used to the Blue Yeti. But the mute button's up oh, here. Oh, like dude. Like that. Dude, that microphone looks nice. Yeah, it does. I love this mic. Really? I'm I, hate it. I, hate it. Small I hate the way it looks. Really? It's just so compact. I don't want no bulky. Dude, it looks yeah, like a 1950s like, singer microphone. Dude, you got like a fucking foster can in front of your face with that microphone. Like. <laughs> it really is a foster can. <laughs> That's not bear. This is bear. <laughs> that was a horrible Australian accent. I know. I know I've never tried to do a... How do never do that again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I will stand by the statement. Uh, Australian people's accent is just like country country English people. They get offended. Oh, by yeah. Them. They get mad when you say that. There's a difference. Apparently, there is a significant difference there. Yeah. No, it's country. Oi, Crocky! Oi, Crocky! Hey, mate. Friday, I'm not even offended? gonna. No, I'm not even gonna. Because you're I'm an not... English, an English, English speaker. No, I just English. I just learned English from the British. I'm not English. I'm not offended. No, that's English, English, like that Austin Powers skit. It's like, no, we speak English, English. <laughs> All right then. Crockett, I'm gonna be honest. I have no Gee, idea what the fuck yeah. you're talking about. You know, you don't remember that sketch in Gold Member where they're like, "Oh, let's talk English, English," and then they just talk nonsense. No, it's like <laughs> uh, Michael Caine. All right, I'll have to show you the clip after we're done with this. Yeah, please it. Anyway, please let's talk about some gibberish. We're gonna be uh, today. The topic is the Schneider cut. A Schneider <laughs> cut. <laughs> the Schneider cut. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we're making fun of like like the the Snyder Cut nerds. Uh, what do you mean? I'm not I'm not making fun of anybody, man. I'm making fun of t- shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Schneider Cut. After I four like, years, I was like saying that I, I don't I'm not I, I don't want to beef with anybody. When he I said it, I caught on with it instantly. <laughs> That's not <laughs> the Schneider Cut. I, I, just, like, man. I love saying it like that. <laughs> well, it's, just, it's just kind of like emblematic of like for four years on our Twitter feeds we found all those people going like release a Schneider cut God, for so four annoying. years four years and now and now that it's out people are getting mad that we're talking about it <laughs> yeah just, you, know, you know the wild thing is it, I, I I'm just blown away that it was real like I thought it was fake yeah. I was like bro y'all just keep I know Tay definitely thought it was fake <laughs> well it, Tay, it wasn't Tay told him on t- I'm still Twitter forever, like it's not confused. real. Stop asking yeah. for it. I'm still confused. Though, it wasn't it was, real. I think he he had a vision for it, but he actually never made it. Right? Is that the yeah? Story? No. It w- so what what happened is that like Snyder had shot a good portion of the of the movie already. He shot like eighty five to like ninety five percent of the film uh, already, and that's the four hour behemoth that we got. What happened was when Whedon was called in after you know the tragedy that happened with his family. Uh, uh, we done scrapped a lot of the footage and then put some bridge footage that he shot. And you can clearly see the footage that we done shot in the theatrical cut yeah. versus anything that Snyder shot. Yeah. Um, Bro, but we done. Jarring. Oh, it's Watch. awful. Uh, we done cut the, cut the footage. Uh, he cut like two and a half hours of Snyder's footage and then started adding new scenes to the film in, in a move that makes absolutely no sense. It just. It, the first 20 minutes of the theatrical cut are all Whedon, and it completely changes the plot of Justice League. It completely changes every motivation be, I like after it. Actually, it Snyder's uh, story was like a five-hour, I mean, five-movie uh, series, apparently. Yeah, and yeah. you can tell, because yeah. it's four fucking hours long. It could be, <laughs> be five movies. So he still had more to tell with his, his universe or whatever. 
Yeah, and I I I, I want to say before we we talked about any before we talk about any negatives or positive about the film. I think Snyder is a fantastic filmmaker. I th- I have a lot of respect for Snyder as a filmmaker. His visuals are incredibly yeah, stunning. Yeah. The movie looks gorgeous. And the story for this Justice League makes so much more sense than the theatrical cut. It's an improvement in almost any way. Yeah. In almost every way, there is an improvement from the theatrical cut. Mm-hmm. However, as much as I like about the film, there is about as much that I dislike about the film. It is such an interesting, confusing collection of choices for like the kind of story that like superhero stories are. You know, like, uh, like the type of stories that they are. It's a, it's a fascinating little film. Fascinating film. My first complaint is that it's four hours. <laughs> uh, so didn't need to be. When it came out, which is like a week ago or today, uh, I watched two hours. Took like a good three hour nap. <laughs> woke up and watched that the other half or something. Yeah, I watched it in a. I watched it in like, like three an hour and a half settings sittings. Yeah. Because um, I just couldn't sit through the whole thing like all at the same time. I think I watched like half of it and then went to went to bed in the wood and woke up. See, it's the same thing. Let's finish the behemoth. Yeah. <laughs> so, th- that being said, like I do, uh, Snyder is a, a filmmaker that I respect. He has a very strong vision, and you know, starting from all the way from Three Hundred to Watchmen, his movies have looked incredible. I and that. I very much like the fact that he's passionate about his vision. I just want to get that out because if anybody complains that I just hate Zack Snyder because he's Zack Snyder, so I'm going to lose my fucking mind. I, yeah, I like Sykes Snyder. I, I, I agree. I mean, like, I love 300. I love 300. I love that movie. Yeah, it's a great um, film. Yeah, and I agree with his visuals, but I don't... Yeah, okay, I guess. I, I partially yeah. agree with you. Yeah. I just, I just want to put that disclaimer out there, because this is not just someone, hate for someone, the sake of Snyder. Someone's watching this right now. Someone's watching this right now, and they're, like, tread lightly. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> that's, how, that's how it is with this freaking cult and this movie. His movies, like, tread lightly. Can you say what you want? Yeah. Because people will attack you for a freaking reason. I don't know. But don't disrespect the yeah. Snyder Cut. How, how are we doing this, Brian? What are we, how are we going to do this? So, yeah, I was actually, I just want to know, I kind of want to know what you think first, and then I'm going to Croc, and then I'm kind of, I'll go last <laughs> and talk table. about what we want. I'm probably about to t- <laughs> tombstone this fucking movie. So, I, I don't <laughs> love this movie, or nor I don't hate this movie. I think it's okay. Um, right. It's way better than the one we got in 2017. Yeah, I think it's 2017. And I was telling Jordan earlier, I don't remember nothing from that movie. So that's probably why I'm praising this one more. Because <laughs> I kind of blocked the last one out in my head. Got this. It's because I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't, I was more disappointed from Justice League simply because it's Justice League. How do you mess up? Right. And yeah. These like, this it's like characters. one of the coolest yeah, bunch right. of heroes and everything. It's like, it's hard. It's really hard to make that not a cool yeah. experience. So, so I just basically rolled my eyes with the entire movie. Then I watched this and, you know, <laughs> uh, like a thing for like shitting on Snyder stuff with DC comics and, <laughs> yeah. you know I, I wanted to be fair and so I watched the Snyder Cut even though I was trashing it constantly I wanted to have my fair opinion on it and um, yeah I watched it, it was okay um, I actually like Stefan Wolf in this um, he is a lot better gave him some bit of character instead of just some grey giant man yeah, yeah. You, you feel for him <laughs> yeah uh Dark side has no reason to be in this movie. <laughs> no, uh, he's just like the bootleg Thanos. He's like the Walmart brand Thanos in this. Yeah, and freaking Dark Side came first, and it, 
and the way he got defeated so early in this movie, like you yeah, mean yeah, tell me he's really the final boss out. guy? He got beat by the the, the gods. So. Yeah. In what yeah. felt like a shot ripped off straight from Avengers. What? <laughs> by the way, the the axe that uh, Darkseid got into the neck. That was like a shot for shot remake of the Thor putting the axe on uh, Thanos. It's something. Uh, I think that <laughs> shot was in the original film. Um, maybe I, 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 it's I hard to tell at this point, but it was like it was like shot for shot what happened with Thanos and Thor, except Darkseid got fucked up by it. Uh, Ezra Miller sucks as Flash. I'm putting my feet on the ground with that. He is absolutely garbage as ah. Flash. He is terrible as Barry Allen. I don't know what they were going for with that take. Terrible. Wonder Woman. Why do you hate him? Why do you hate him? He is nothing like Barry Allen to me. And he's so awkward in every scene he is. Like, what do you put? I know he's supposed to be the, the, the comedy relief, the, the bright character of the team, but it's so yeah. awkward. It felt fake. <laughs> it didn't feel real. <laughs> he was so, he's so awkward. Like, why are you acting like this? Does he, is he, does he have autism? That's part of his character in this version? He, so there is a... It's never confirmed, of course, it's never going to be confirmed whether or yeah. not, but I feel like Ezra and a couple of like, like significant you know, fans, like a significant portion of the fans believe that he is neurodivergent of some kind. I thought he was. Um, he's not. Was probably not in the autism spectrum uh, as the Flash. I think that's been a take on the character for a little while, ever since we saw him in the CW Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's been, that, that's been a little take on him, but particularly Ezra Miller's Flash feels like an interpretation of that but i don't want to give credit to the filmmakers for making that choice yeah because i think that's all ezra that's all ezra's characterization of the flash and not necessarily he's like his like own the, the writers yeah he's he's his own flash like i've never seen one like that before ever in a comic book so there's that i kind of see <laughs> i kind of like i kind of like this version of the flash but i don't i don't like the fake awkward sort of like yeah. like comedic relief bit but i do like ezra's portrayal of, of Barry Allen. Just say to uh, say he's hot. That's to say it. He is hot, but that's not it. Just say you like him because he's hot, bro. He was like twenty four <laughs> when he shot his footage, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um well Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman <laughs> I don't think she should yeah, be Wonder Woman. But she's cool in this movie though. She's Wonder Woman. Um Cyborg She's Wonder Woman. Cyborg uh uh, Ray Fisher. Yeah, Ray Fisher. He. I've never been a Cyborg fan, but yeah, I understand why he's this way in this movie. So I can't really mm-hmm. argue that. Um, Cyborg is arguably the best part of the film. For a lot me. of people say that. Yeah, he's way yeah. more fleshed out in the version. Absolutely. Uh, CG is actually. He fell to the wayside in the original. Yeah. Like you his barely saw him. In his face and all that, and the way he moves. Uh, who was his on Aquaman? Probably the character I genuinely like the most on the team. Aquaman, really? Yeah, he just Aquaman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Batman. So, so Batman is funny because I don't know where. See, there's a lot of take with this freaking cast of DC. These versions of DC characters because it's like Batman. I have not connected with Batman since his first appearance. I don't know where they're going for it. I know they try to get inspired from the Dark Knight uh, Returns yeah. comic, um, which is an interesting start because the age. More experienced Batman. He's tired of he's tired of the world around him and all that. He's more brutal and all right. that. Nays he has light back in him, so he doesn't <laughs> kill, I guess, or whatever. But it's just like I, this is Bat. Uh, I don't hate Ben Affleck's Batman, nor do I love him. It just he hasn't clicked with me yet. Still hasn't. I, I think he's a fantastic Bruce Wayne 
You think so? But a bad Batman. He's a garbage Batman. You know, like yeah. like in in terms of like how he acts, like my experience with Batman has always been this sort of like broody, sort of moody goth that has way too much money. And Ben Affleck plays him with like a little bit of comedic timing to his stuff. Like mm. he's a little bit clever, he's a little quippy. And that feels that feels dissonant to the identity of Batman. To you, yeah. Um to me. I feel like if, if Ben Affleck was Aquaman, I feel like that would be a lot better. <laughs> that would that would be weird. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I can't imagine that. But if Ben Affleck was like an Aquaman character, if he was playing like an older Flash, something that has someone that has the potential to be that quippy in the tonality that Ben Affleck plays him, I feel like he would make a lot more sense. Yeah. But Ben Affleck asked the Batman, he has a lot of like there's a moment in the film where he's he's talking with Diana on the computer and they like touch hands when they touch a mouse. Oh yeah. And yeah, like yeah. they try to do that one thing where they're like both awkward about fucking touching each other's hands and they like the sexual tension that's in there. I feel like Batman would not do that. Batman would just be like, Oh, sorry and then just move on with the conversation. <laughs> so it, it, it just it feels weird that they're putting that characterization on Batman. Yeah. But it's not I just think it's like it's Ben Affleck's that's where Ben Affleck shines. shines. Ben Affleck shines in those little like interactions that are like between people. And it just doesn't particularly make a great Batman for me. But I do like the way he looks because he, yeah, he looks cool. Yeah, he looks yeah, he looks like yeah. And he, he looks like Bruce Wayne. Um, yeah. Yeah, he looks like Bruce Wayne. Uh but just because yes. you look like the character doesn't mean you're you're to play the character. That's why fan these, casts don't work. That's why I wish these yeah. comic book fans would stop doing that, man. I get so annoyed when they post these fan, these obscure comic no one read with somehow look like the, the actor and like oh he's perfect, but never seen the guy <laughs> act. Like, it's, it's a pet peeve. I blame the I blame the Avengers for that. You think so? Yeah, because once the the Avenger movies came out, the comics started adjusting the the appearance of the characters to fit the com- to fit the movies. Yeah, that's very annoying as well, but. You already know my opinion on hearing Garfield Superman. Uh, <laughs> Did you say Andrew Garfield? Henry Cavill, Cavill. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought you said Andrew Garfield, and I was yeah. just like, "That's the wrong guy." Um, there's one scene I love. It's probably my favorite scene in the movie when Supes get the black suit. That scene is mm-hmm. awesome. I is like, that when I, he's walking through the yeah. through the solitude, whatever? Yeah, he has suits, and he hear the quotes from Jarrell in his um, podcast. Yeah. That's the. I remember. I was said. I was. I said to myself, "Snyder got me here." That was a fantastic <laughs> scene. That scene was awesome. That was the bait that you needed. Yeah, that was like that's it. He got me. <laughs> but I, I mean, I don't. That despite there's been a great scene, I don't like that take of Superman at all. And I said my opinion a trillion times about him. Right. Um, not that I don't hate the actor or anything. I just think the writing and direction for that Superman is weird. Well, um, it, he was set. To, it was set up to fail because Man versus Superman was such like a like a nightmare of chaos and disaster that felt like so much not like a superman and he, he's so he's like a walking wood blank uh, <laughs> this version of superman why is he acting like that way he really has no personality no in this he version, doesn't, doesn't. He? he's super alien I'm like what the heck is going on here but yeah back to the overall film yeah I thought wait it was you're old. talking about the alien is acting alien yeah he's too alien to me superman supposed to be the most human of all of us he's just a guy not this high Hello. Yeah, but I know what yes, take you, you want out of him, which is that, that American hero take, which is definitely not what Zack Snyder is laying down. He's late. Zack Snyder's like putting that, that gruesome re- reality take to 
Which, it's not even like a gruesome reality take. I would imagine he kind of gave him, the everyone like here, a Batman treatment. Which, that's the main problem. You don't do that with Superman. You don't. It doesn't work. No matter how many times people try to say that, it doesn't work. Um, I totally agree. um, I mean, it's nice. It's a refreshing to kind of see a different take than, you know. Because we've had how many Supermans prior that was that American hero... Like it's, I, it's, I mean, just a, it's just a different take. That's all I'm saying. See, pin that yeah, we for have later. Because that's just something I had to talk about, too. Uh, not just Superman, but overall. Mm-hmm. The DCU universe. Mostly Zack Snyder's thing, the size of things. Uh, but. Yeah, like, the film was okay. It was just a more fleshed out version from the one we saw in 2017. Um, that's all I. <laughs> I'll be real with you, Brian. That's all I have to yeah. say. <laughs> I, I'm gonna be real because it is. I mean, like, I, it was visually impressive, right? And but you see, that. that is that's the most frustrating part about this entire movie for me. It's that after four years of this social phenomenon, following the toxicity of the fans, having to deal with people every so while, every couple of months, taking the release the Snyder Cut hashtag and put it on trending and fucking Twitter. And then, like, always comparing uh, Marvel movies with DC Comics and how, like, Zack Snyder's Justice League would be the beast. After four years of that, all of that happening, and then the movie comes out, and it's just fine. <laughs> and that's the thing, though. I think it's fantastic to those people. Yeah. And they got what they want. Great. But it's like, I guess I go back to what Jordan said. It's like, for, for a while now, like, I was, it's more to Superman, but I mean the overall universe itself. But, like... When people say, like, Henry Cavill Superman is the Superman, like, no, he's not. And that version is people think what Superman is. And that's a lot for all these characters. And, right. And I, I, and a comic book writer, Dan Slott, he writes Spider-Man, or used to. He made a tweet the other day, like, he kind of gave up, which I did too, gave up arguing against this. Because it's like, this is just a different interpretation of these characters. Right. It's, it's an else world. But my kind of argument against that is these are mainstream interpretations of these characters. Everyone's right. watching this. So you got to like, so like, even despite this mainstream, that Superman is wrong. You look at Captain America, he's different, but he has that spirit mm-hmm. of Captain America from the comics. And I, I think the DCU fails with that. Like, they don't have that spirit of those original characters in their version, the movie versions. And that's my biggest criticism with the. DCU, but after just giving after just <laughs> giving up on their argument, I kind of realized it's just an Elseworlds story. It's not for me, so right, yeah. That make, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Crocker, what you got to say? I feel like I have way more to say about this movie than like anybody else. That's, uh, it, it feels weird because I was like so uninterested in the Snyder Cut, and then I watched it, and I was just like, I have. I was more so many I was opinions. Just curious. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm about like like Tay. I'm not like I don't read a lot of comics. Um, I do. I did have a lot of beef with the 2017 one because I, I could uh, and I thought it was just me, but you can I could blankly tell that like this was shot as two films when I watched 2017 in theaters. Like graciously, there was like color like from color palette to tone of oh, the, yeah. the movie to trailer. I'm like God. This mo- that movie was a Frankenstein of a movie. It was so sewn together that just mismatched pieces. I was like, God. And it's kind of nice, though, to see, like, the Snyder Cut, the Schneider Cut, <laughs> uh, to see, like, actually how it's meant to be, and it's yeah. way more fleshed out. 
And I gotta say, I mean, the story might not be, like, profound, and I do have a lot of beef with Aquaman throwing that fucking bottle in the ocean. It really it really irks <laughs> me in a really bad way. Oh, man, I take such a big issue with that. I'm like, why is he littering? King of the sea litters the, into the He's, o- like, o- half-naked, like, 75% of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, Bro, it's like, it was Jason Constantly. Momoa. I mean, he didn't, they didn't have him in, like, a two years training to not have his shirt off. That's yeah. true. My uh, favorite mean, part about Aquaman's, sorry to interrupt, but my favorite part about Aquaman's whole situation is that we start the movie with Batman trying to find him, and when he finally does, he has this weird cultish harem of woman following behind them, and one of them like sniffs his fucking shirt as he jumps into the ocean. Stupidest scene in the movie, dude. Well, what was it's like a good minute of her singing? What's going yeah. on here? <laughs> it was so confusing and like so weird, so weird that he spent a minute in a single shot because uh-huh. it went from it went from a group of two women. To a close-up of this one woman sniffing his shirt while she's singing, all in one shot, tracking. (laughs) He spent a minute and a half in that shot. What the fuck? (laughs) Could have been edited. (laughs) Yeah, they could have cut that shot down, and uh, and then he jumped into the ocean and swims away in fucking jeans. It was so (laughs) jarring to like because that that scene to what he just did. (laughs) <laughs> did not make any sense at all. Like it made zero sense for them to be, because we don't have any backstory. Like why they treat him? I mean, like yeah, like he like we in some little bit of dialogue they explained that like he brings you know he watches over the town and stuff. But they're treating him at, like as he is like Mothra or something. Like he yeah. is a god. They treat him like he's a god that brings fish every year. Yeah, like, and we we hadn't seen anything him doing anything physical we've only heard them talk about it so it, it's it, i don't know it's super weird that he would leave that in i think they could have cut that yeah they, they absolutely could have cut that um yeah so so what were you saying crockett uh just i think the movie is overall i mean the story's okay yeah uh, it is it does make sense now it's coherent uh fight scenes rule yeah, the fight scenes I love what, incredible. I loved all the fight scenes. I was like, "Fucking Zack Snyder, the man, dude, Mister Cool over <laughs> here, fucking having Seven Wolf level all those Amazonians." I was like, "Hell yeah!" And then the the fight with like Dark Side, I was I was kind of bummed out. I wanted Dark Side to really like go in there and level everyone's shit out with them laser eyes, but I don't think he had them, and he kind of got whooped really quickly, which is uh, yeah. Sucks. But that was but also I, that was also a flashback sequence to like when yeah, when Dark Side first, first took the Earth. Yeah. yeah. Which I guess he gets the and Tay. Do you know he gets the lasers after he finds the equation? He already has it. <laughs> so why didn't you? Okay, the, the, now that bumps me up more. Because why the fuck did he not just? No one knows. Up? Even comic fans doesn't really know what the anti-life equation is. It's just this weird thing he always mentions. Is that a new thing? No, it's always been a thing. We just don't. It never been definitively explained what it is. It just brings. It just brings the apocalypse. He can control all life. He can like control you and all that stuff. So. But we don't. Weird. It's just this weird concept. DC really never explored heavily. You think they would do, but it's just never been oh, prominent. Just never so, there. Yeah. So he he totally had them. He had that thing on him and didn't even use it when and he it was came on up. Earth on site. all places, like of course. But, but go on. <laughs> go uh, on. <laughs> but fight scenes, yeah. absolute a one. Loved them. Uh, I like how they kind of. 
it kind of kept a little bit of comedy in it i guess i mean you know just to have a little charm feel natural all the scenes can't yeah. can't be all depressing right. um which i i feel like he didn't read so well uh, way better than way, what whatever Josh Sweden was trying to do is make it. Josh Sweden pretty much tried to make like Avengers like 2.0. Yeah, Warner Brothers told him to do probably make Avengers. Yeah, well, Warner yeah. Brothers. What I'm imagining happened is that Warner Brothers saw the four hour cut, and then they went. This looks nothing like Avengers. <laughs> probably. Yeah, like like where, where's the corny jokes? Yeah, <laughs> we can't. We can't put a four-hour movie in theaters and make money off of it. Like, we have to fucking trim this down, and we have to add some jokes. And that's when Just Whedon came in and, like, did his thing. Like, I would like... All right, if you've seen the, the four-hour Snyder Cut, the Schneider Cut, uh, I would like you to watch that movie and then immediately go watch the trailer for 2017. It w- It is literally nine day. That's what, exactly what, what did. I did. That's exactly what I did. I watched, yeah. uh, I watched the trailer for the, for the Snyder Cut. And then I watched the Snyder Cut, and then I went back and I watched the theatrical cut trailer. It is a different universe. Of, yeah. Like, really? In terms is, it, of is it different? It is that jarring. Um, Snyder has a lot of drama in his lighting, has a lot of very dramatic, slow conversations. Whedon bumped up the saturation, or when Whedon was in charge, he, they jumped up the saturation, and then they put very flatly lit scenes that look like they belong in the set of Avengers um, rather yeah. than like the super um, low key dramatic look that Schneider you. has throughout yeah. the entirety of the film. Yeah. Um, it, the difference is night and day and you can tell in the dialogue there is a, there is a line in the, in the theatrical cut that really bothers me. Is this something with Aquaman? No, it's so Batman boring. talking to Diana. They're in a park. First of all, they're in a park um, like in the theatrical of- cut. It's like we're some type of suicide squad. <laughs> it's like we're some type of Justice League. <laughs> and Diana is talking to Bruce, and she's just explained this whole bit about the Age of Heroes, which in the Snyder Cut was like a legitimate like 15-minute endeavor. Um, but in the theatrical cut, it's a conversation in the park. And then Diana says, uh, looks like everything relies upon the tribe of men. And Batman says, I don't know if we can depend on men. They tend to act like the Doomsday Clock has a snooze button. What? Excuse me? <laughs> Who says? It's such a it's such a bizarre sort of like like quippy one liner that belongs nowhere in the tonality of like this movie. Dude, <laughs> not even that. There was Who a writer that? in the writer's room and he went <laughs> Yeah. Kobe. <laughs> it was like nailed it. <laughs> he wrote yeah. that line and went <laughs> And and I was watching like I, I watched the I watched the Justice League cut and I watched uh, Red Letter Media's uh, review of the Snyder Cut, and they were talking about it and they pointed out a lot of the differences and a lot of the weird lines that we didn't add it to the film um, that completely and irreparably changed the tone of the movie. It it is it, they are two different movies, not just in versions, but like. In style, in comedy, in delivery, They're clashing with each other, they are complete opposites of each other. Yeah, yeah I mean, twenty seventeen was an absolute mess. Mm-hmm. The way I, I don't, I don't like. I get like they they were trying to cash in on some of that Avenger money, but if the ninety five percent of that movie was done, and you're completely the opposite, almost of, of like the direction of like what you were gonna go. You cannot like just add random blocks into a straight line because they're going to be different colors. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of factors though. Like if they want to, 
and I hate bringing this up because it's like Marvel's the only one that can do it, but it's not the case. It's just how Marvel did it. It worked. It's just like we yeah. have these separate films, introduce these characters and tell their story. Because what Mar- Marvel was doing had been in the you know the workshop for like they had years, a plan. They had a plan since two thousand seven or eight. They had There's a legit a template plan. to follow yeah. all of this. You can't they, just cherry pick into. Mm-hmm. A major movie like this and give it a treatment i mean even godzilla's doing better than dceu <laughs> at handling the universe i mean come on man yeah dc evil characters too like, what, what do you said on the dark universe dark, the dark universe didn't even make it through oh the uh, monster universe yeah, yeah. Little, i was really pulling too i was like yeah. oh shit we had a little some... set photo of all of the cast members <laughs> didn't go into we never got a uh a creature from the black lagoon update movie i would have yeah. been that would have been good. A dog to a bone to that. I'd be like, Invi- Invisible Man is a fantastic movie, by the way. Like, the first Gerard Butler movie was bad, or Russell Crowe movie was bad. The oh. the one that had Jekyll and Hyde. Mummy? Um, the Mummy. The Mummy. The Mummy yeah. rebake was mad. The Invisible one, the Invisible Man with Elizabeth Moss is phenomenal. I wish uh, Dracula John was part of the universe, but Dracula was awesome, too. I love yeah. that movie. But uh, I would have loved to see that cinematic universe. That would have been great. How would um, that work? But yeah. <laughs> so close, so close to getting a, a, Sorry. a creature from the Black Lagoon. They, yeah. they dropped it. They dropped the ball on us. All right, back on topic, back on topic. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it, it's it's anything else you got to say about Justice League Crockett? Uh, you know, it was okay. I mean, it was. I finished the movie and I'm like, all right. Well, it, it, it. didn't blow my mind. <laughs> it, it was really long. Um, but I mean. I feel I it did leave me want I want to see what he would done next, so right. I do want to see, like, I can tell you what happened. I next. do want to see the sequel to this film. Uh, I, I, I know that. So I think it's um, done. Rest, restore the Snyder. <laughs> Apparently, Bruce. I mean, you know, the Flash scene where he goes back in time and tell Bruce whatever all that mess. Yeah. Uh, so the reason though they kind of do like an injustice kind of storyline when Superman goes evil. Because Lois mm-hmm. dies, because uh, Dark Side kills her. <clears throat> yeah, doesn't so, Batman have like an affair with Lois? Yeah, or, like and, a relationship with Lois, and then Batman yeah. comes, gets all pissy. Superman gets all pissy about it. And since Lois is pregnant, and they name the child Bruce, because Batman has to go back in time to. That's why Lois is the key. Because <laughs> yeah. Bat- Superman thinks Batman uh, could have helped or something. For Lois gotcha. dying or whatever, so it just there's a big issue with that. And Batman supposed to go back in time, sacrifice himself, and prevent the the creation of Nightmare Universe or whatever they're doing with that. That's crazy. I, I did read that Snyder had like a four hour, like five, like a four movie or five movie treatment yeah, plan movie for treatment. after Justice League. Yeah. Um. And like, how would he would have made that into five movies? He had a story. He had a plan. Like yeah, he, had he had a plan. A plan. Yeah. And like that's something that I admire about like like Snyder. Like he had a very uncompromised vision of what yeah. he wanted to do with the films, and he I did. like respect that about him. And I respect that W that like Warner Brothers like let him go all out with that. Yeah, that's and one like, thing I can say too. I, I, that's why I appreciate this thing to the most. They let him tell his story in some form. Yeah, yeah. So it's nice, and it's it's very cool. I I watched the movie and I was annoyed at so many of the like the weird technical choices um like and not <laughs> i like the movie i think the movie's fine yeah. i think the movie is is heaps better than the theatrical cut i think it makes a lot of sense i think it looks better it it sounds better and it is overall an absolute improvement over the theatrical cut of the film here, here. however what'd you say 
I said here, here. Here, here. However, um, got a couple of weird choices that happened. The aspect ratio feels off to me. I, I, I don't. I, I oh, wait, yeah. Up. Can we get into that? Wait, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 4, the 4.3, and I'm like... It didn't bother me, choice. but it's a weird choice. Yeah. It didn't it didn't bother me in terms of aesthetic, because there's plenty of movies that use the 4 by 3 aspect ratio. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got uh, you got Ghost Story, you got First Reformed, you got The Lighthouse. Like, those type of movies have been coming out recently, and they can look very good. And it didn't look bad in the Snyder Cut. But I'm annoyed because it's apparently a it was apparently chosen the aspect ratio. It's a one point IMAX theaters are one point forty three in the by one. That's the aspect ratio, which is almost a square. Four by three is a is a square. So I can see where like if the original film was shot in one point forty three by one to accommodate for an IMAX screening and you would see everything up in the screen, that would be that would be accurate. Like, that's a good aspect ratio to choose for that format. Um, four by three is not that far off. It doesn't look that much different. But the movie, I can tell that the movie was not shot in a four by three composition. It was not shot in a square format. It was shot, or it feels, or it looks like it was shot in CinemaScope, which is a 2.35 aspect ratio, 2.35 to 1 aspect ratio. And that's what we're used to see in the wider cuts. That's what we see in the theatrical cut of the film. So when, we see, when I see shots that are in this, the Whedon cut of the, of the movie, in the Snyder cut, and they're four by three, I, can, I just don't buy the fact that the shots were composed for a square format. Because the characters are in the edge of the screen, <laughs> talking like that, like sometimes like sh- their shoulders get caught off. There is a tremendous amount of headroom between each character, which would make sense if you're shooting for a, an IMAX movie because you just see more top and bottom of the frame. Yeah, that's what I thought it was, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And, and it's like that will happen in a movie, but it felt like there was such an enormous amount of it that they didn't reframe particularly well for the, for the aspect ratio. So we get scenes with a lot of the movie for the characters. The shot starts over here, and then the shot ends like like over here, like super over here. The head is like you got like six inches of head space in the shot, <laughs> and I don't buy that that was the composition that they meant to put. I don't buy it because you would only have that much head space if you intended to crop it down to a two point thirty five aspect ratio, because you lose the top of your composition. So when I see that, and it, it, it's, you know, they say that it's like it's meant to do the four by three aspect ratio to respect Snyder's vision. The only thing that I can think of is that the four by three aspect ratio was chosen on your TV because it differentiates it against the theatrical cut super easily. And it, and it, it bothers me that the claim was that it was shot for IMAX and therefore we have to deal with a four by three aspect ratio because you know who shoots for IMAX? Christopher Nolan, Tarantino. You know whose mm. movies are 16 by 9? Christopher Nolan's and Tarantino's. Or they're 2.35. They're CinemaScope movies. So the aspect ratio thing, I don't buy it. I think it's annoying, not because it looks bad, but because the compositions are clearly not meant for a 4 by 3 aspect ratio. Particularly in the scenes, I noticed that in the scene when Barry Allen is talking to Henry Allen, Barry Allen's like entire elbow is off the frame. Just wow. completely off the frame. And it's like, it, and you see like this much, like, like fucking this much room 
of the empty jail cell behind them. And it's just like, why is Wasn't that like the composition kind of choice? It's like, like an angle to it. No. It's no, it's it shot pretty eye level, eye level to Ezra. It's shot pretty eye level to Ezra because it's a it's a classic like over the shoulder scene. Mm-hmm. So we got we got Henry on one side, Barry on one side, and the cameras are diagonal to each other. Yeah, um, or sort of like like angled like that. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 a pretty classic over the shoulder scene. And there's no need for the six inches of headroom that are happening between each of the characters. There's no character information. There's nothing interesting to look at in the background. The background. Behind Ezra Miller, there's a cop on a gray wall. Yeah. yeah you know, like right. it's just That's true. So I, I don't buy that the aspect ratio was to respect Snyder's vision. I feel like it was added as a method to differentiate the two films. Um and and that, that may be wrong. That may be a wrong assumption. I'm of course not in Snyder's head. Um I just the compositions just don't feel right. There's action happening outside of the frame that I feel like I should be seeing inside of the frame. Um, in the fight scenes, even, you know? Yeah. Like, I see feet getting cut off. I see, like, gunshots hitting walls that are out of the frame. I see Batman jumping in the air, and there's, like, three feet of headroom in front of him. It, it's, like, the, the, the singles, like, the over-the-shoulder shots where people are standing in front of each other. Like, normally, an over-the-shoulder shot, you can just see, like like, this bit, and then you see the entire like wingspan of the other person, like the chest and the face. You you just see like 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 three quarters of the of the body. So what? what do you bothers think, me. Why? Why do you think that they did that? He made like, a great why point. Why do you think that just they said range. like four point three yeah. when it could have been something different? I I. You think it's I, like pure laziness, or just like they just didn't want to go back and try to reframe everything? No, I think that if, if I was Snyder and I wanted to differentiate my cut from the theatrical cut in a very obvious way, I would have I would have changed the aspect ratio too. Because you look at it and you immediately know that it's Snyder's cut um, <laughs> versus the theatrical cut. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, it's not a bad choice. It really is not a bad choice. I just don't think that the compositions were thought to be in a four by three aspect ratio. And then they were forcing a lot of those compositions to be in that aspect ratio. And it made it look a little bit disjointed. Um, it's like you watch an Instagram movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like- <laughs> you, watch the, you watch the movie in completely in vertical. <laughs> you know there's a movie coming out like that? Interesting, I did not know that. Yeah. This, that um, might be the, down, the downfall of society. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, so the, the aspect ratio thing is a, is, a, is a little weird. I like it. It looks good. I feel like the visuals for the Snyder cut are absolutely stunning. The lighting that Schne- that Snyder, I keep calling him Schneider because of you, Crockett. Schneider. Um, Schneider cut. The lighting in the Snyder cut is phenomenal. The dialogue scenes look good. Everything looks really good. Um, the color grading is fantastic. It just it just looks very good. The story. <laughs> And this is where I get this is where I get mad at the four hour bullshit. You you have three movies inside this movie. You have the Aquaman movie, you have the the Flash movie, and then you have the Justice League movie. And it, it just let the Flash movie go with the Iris bit. You just see that one moment and never brought up again, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, never brought up again. <laughs> She's never there. Um, but in tonality, like the movie changes tone three times for me. When Bruce is trying to find Aquaman. That felt like the introduction to the Aquaman movie. That felt like something that should have happened in its own film. Mm. 
And then we should have just known who Aquaman was and then have him in this movie. And then instead we get like 45 minutes to 50 minutes of Bruce trying to find Aquaman, trying to convince him. For some reason, Aquaman saying no and then showing up at the last minute in like another fight scene later after like an hour of Bruce trying to convince him in two separate occasions. It feels weird. He said no because of uh, Superman dying and Bruce was there. Like that probably happened to me too. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I kind of, I understand the motivation. I just felt, I just felt like we didn't need two separate conversations because mm. he had two separate conversations with, or maybe it wasn't two separate conversations. I think Bruce found them. And then we get a flashback of Aquaman saving the drowned man, or we get like another sequence where he's in that bar where he rescues the guy that was drowning yeah. and like takes a whiskey bottle away from him. But between those two sequences, there's like 20 minutes of Batman. So it's just it's just structured really confusedly. It's, it, it, it's we start <laughs> with Aquaman. <laughs> it's like we start with Batman. Uh, we start with Aquaman. We go through twenty minutes of Batman. Then we go back to Aquaman. Then we go to like fifteen more minutes of Batman. And then we go through like fifty minutes of Ezra Miller. And then we go back to Batman. And then like Justice League actually starts around the halfway mark. And it we get like an hour and a half of just like it takes general. Time, yeah. What'd you say? It takes time to get to the point where like they all team up and all that. Yeah, so yeah. And so like they don't really do anything together until like maybe two and a half hours into the movie. Yeah. And at that point, I feel like I've already watched an Aquaman movie and a Flash movie, and it would have been better to get an Aquaman movie and an Ezra Miller Flash movie, and then just start the Justice League Snyder cut where it I mean, started. If- if he was planning to do like five films out of this, he could have just led this entire first movie just being like them all teaming up together, them forming yeah. the Justice League. And who would because they fight then? Like, who would be the final boss? Could they have to revive Superman at one point? I mean, they would just jump cut it into like them fighting Steppenwolf. So I mean, they would have done the they would have done the Avengers treatment where the big baddie is Steppenwolf, and then. As the portal for Darkseid closes, they all have like to stare off with Darkseid, and then they know that Darkseid is the bigger threat. You know, we would get like a post, like a post-credit scene, and Darkseid would be, "We're going back into the old ways, whatever." And they also they could have done it with, you know, uh, Darkseid had two other goons that they could have did two more movies out of that, and then do the Darkseid. There's a straight up Darkseid movie. They wanted that. We had the Sod and the other person, and it's like. Great they're things. not bad choices it's structurally like like if you were to make a four-hour movie i think he did really well in taking his time to introduce aquaman and to introduce the flash i'm just complaining about the way that they intercut it they cut it in such a way that felt confusing and the beginning of the movie we spent like 20 minutes looking at the aftermath of batman versus superman i think um like into the death of superman mm-hmm. um and we see the same monument that Lois visits every day where, like, Batman died, I guess, where Superman died, I guess, and all of that. And then we immediately cut to Batman finding Aquaman, and it all just felt very disjointed. I was confused as to what happened and when it happened. Me too. I, I was like, did the statue get destroyed in BVS or Justice League? I couldn't remember myself either. Yeah, neither could yeah. I. And, yeah. like, I thought that I was being shown, evidently, we're, we're being shown the aftermath of BVS. Yeah. But I thought that that was the aftermath of the resurrection fight of Superman. Me too. Yeah, exactly. That, that, I thought it was too. Was and like, so it was really yeah. confusing timeline because they cut it in such a way that implied that that was the present. Yeah. 
and uh, or implied that it was a flash. It was weird, or like a flash forward. It just the time got so disorienting for me. The first two hours and a half of the movie. I think mm-hmm. that uh, is from BVS because it wouldn't get destroyed. I mean, this movie's meant to be played after BVS, so that's yeah. probably why you wouldn't need to know that. Just, and I fit. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, well, I just feel like I feel like that's probably why they didn't have any reference to why that statue is, and you know. Yeah. But and but I didn't need the reference for it because I figured out that at some point that the the resurrection fight scene hadn't happened yet, and uh, we were into the BV we were straight out of the BVS timeline. But the way that it was presented to the viewer felt like the damage from the iconic fight scene that we had seen from BVS was the or from the last Justice League was what they were showing now because the ground yeah. looked like bad like Superman had destroyed it in the same way that he destroys it. In, he when he resurrects yeah and it was just like the presentation of the scene was confusing even though that at some point i figured it out the editing of the like the chronology of the film was ambiguous for like the first two hours yeah i agree with that that, that confused me too because i couldn't remember like when did that happen in bbs i don't remember the statue yeah. getting destroyed or whatever and it does look the same as how when soups gets erected yeah right yeah, I had a same uh, issue as well. Once you figure that out, because once a movie gets to that two-hour point, you really are in the same like timeline. Like everything flows pretty linearly, and that's like that's like the best point of the movie for me. When once uh, the Flash and Aquaman and everybody's together, um, that feels like a solid like hour and a half of movie. Like that could have yeah. been its own Justice League movie. Yeah. Everything previous to that felt too inflated, and it felt a little too confusing and just sort of like ambiguously glamorous for no particular reason. I think because um, it's like that because we, we don't know these characters and they didn't give them a film prior. Right. We had to do that. Yeah. The only, the only one that, and, and you can tell that that's a problem because the only one that I really sort of understand is Diana and Bruce. Yeah. Those are like the only two characters that you can, that I can kind of understand like what their situation is. And then, Potentially the Flash because he was introduced in this film, um, but Aquaman. Aquaman feels like a like an add-on, you know. <laughs> and Aquaman yeah. feels like they threw him in there because they needed to put Jason Momoa in the script. Yeah. And, and yeah, I can see that. Like he really doesn't really he doesn't bring too much to the table. Maybe what like the tough guy. Pet peeves about this movie is secret identities don't mean jack in this universe. <laughs> they really don't. <laughs> and the, the, when when uh, Bruce was talking to uh, Arthur. Um, Aquaman was just like, hey, Bruce Wayne, right in front of these people. Yeah. One of the world with these guys. <laughs> or when Clark comes back to life and there's police and soldiers right there. Clark! Yeah. This guy's name's Clark? <laughs> well, they yeah. knew Superman because he had died. And the, yeah. so that was his, that was his like tombstone. Which is called Clark, Clark Kent. You, yeah. you noticed that we, we, sorry to hit, I hate to interrupt, but you noticed that we didn't even bring up Cyborg? Well, I haven't yet because I think Cyborg is the best part of the film. Oh, okay. Cyborg is fantastic. He was the biggest casualty of the theatrical cut. Because in the, in the theatrical cut, he has absolutely nothing to do. Um, token black guy. Yeah, token black guy in the theatrical cut. He's just general black guy. And I think Ray Fisher does such a good job at playing this kind of like broken machine man hybrid. Um, I know that Cyborg is traditionally like a goofy character. Um, no, I'm just thinking constantly, like, you believe me, this is a college student. Oh, yeah. 
Is he in I college? Mean, I thought yeah. he was trying to. Perf- I thought it was like they were trying to say he was in high school, and I'm like, this dude does not read off as a high school student. See him crying about a cry in the car before he got an accident was funny to me. Like this grown man crying like that in the car. Like, I'm I thought that, that that's a boy, it. man, and just a man's body. I thought that scene was actually really sweet. Yeah. Um. I I really I really 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 like Cyborg. I think he's he's the best part of the film. And in this movie, he got a really good treatment. I would have loved to see an individual cyborg movie. Still no um, interest. That's just me, but, though. But I understand yeah. why you say that, though. But I, I would have loved to see it. I think Ray Fisher would have done really well, and it would have been, it would have been interesting to see him adjust to being cyborg. You know, like that's a that's a big adjustment. It's an entity, an identity crisis. It would have been interesting to see. That's a story. Um, yeah. If they Cyber's make a cyborg of, movie and then he doesn't say booyah, I don't want it. Cyborg is one of those characters that he has to be part of the team because he can't hold on his own together. Yeah, but he's like a black he's like a Black Panther, you know. Like it's really hard yeah. to make him yeah, stand out. Like, yeah, um, um, kind of like yeah. a one note character. He just kind of he's sits meant to be there part of the team. He's like he's yeah. like I'm like let me let me <laughs> he's like I can hack <laughs> hacker <laughs> hacker noise. Um, but we we got a lot we got a lot of good scenes with cyborg and i really liked his character and it felt closer to the character that they were trying to portray in this version than in the theatrical cut Mm -hmm. and this version at the end he felt a little too jokey with superman um you know when superman goes like is there any blowback and cyborg goes uh yeah and superman goes like well i don't want to die i like being alive (laughs) weeding cut yeah the weeding cut some feet joke or whatever like yeah he's like i i I, my toes hurt and it's like i don't even understand the physics of that and it's just like you've been the broody sort of like hurt character the whole movie you can't suddenly be laughing and like joking like that i do miss when superman first comes back i don't know man like your darkest friends have some of the best bangers i'm just saying guess what to say jordan <laughs> I've had a triple pass. Jordan's like, so this weird. is me when he watched Cyborg on screen. This is me. <laughs> this, this is me. This is me where I break down on the podcast. No. I do. I the the climax scene, the last fight, incredible. It looked fantastic. The set piece looked great. Every one of them working together. There's like a really, it's like a really fun shot of like. Bruce driving in the car and then Aquaman jumping and Wonder Woman like right next to him and everybody's like flying together to like charge into Steppenwolf. It looked bad there. It it looked it looked like a raid happening. It It was pretty sweet. It it looked really CGI. Yeah, Yeah, when they're all like jumping in. It looked super CGI and weird, but it was such a fun shot. It's a moment, yeah. I understand that. And Uh, I want more of that. I want more of those shots. The scene something like this. Where Barry uh, reverses time was cool. Mm -hmm. That that is really I, cool. I, I need to find that yeah. soundtrack. Sancho was awesome when he did that. Uh, let's yeah. do that again. But I hate how he runs and stuff. It's so stupid. Like, I, I love it. I love it. I really do I love ha- it. I don't think, yeah, I don't think I had a problem with him running, but like, mm. <laughs> they I think either they added the scene or it's from 2017, but you can tell that they use the model because it's so exaggerated. Yeah. yeah. It's very floppy. It's a really, really long yeah, uh, crane shot of him running. And it's it's definitely a model, like a three D model, and the, yeah. the running's like this. And I'm assuming they did that so you could probably read it from being so far away. But it looks right. so stupid. <laughs> Hated yeah. it. And I mean, that's from like a modeler standpoint. I'm like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> the reviews asked that from the previous film. I don't know. I mean, it, they probably were like, hey, we just need a low poly. We don't. We could pay you like thirty bucks for it. Just the entire third act running. was different. 
That was a different movie. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely a different movie. <laughs> Christ, it was so different. Um, uh, did he cash the, out for this? Did he get paid for this? Snyder, paid. no. Oh, Snyder didn't? No, Snyder didn't. He oh, took no money. He apparently took no money from the cut. He just wanted to see it done. He just wanted to, he just wanted to ball out. I get it. Yeah, he yeah. loved his fans. He, he mm-hmm. also passionate. Yeah. yeah uh, uh, Snyder was like... The nightmare scene, honestly, uh, was completely unnecessary. That entire oh, the, bit towards the end was stupid. The whole epilogue was ridiculous. And... <laughs> Brian, I can't. Mm-hmm. I, did I tweet it out to you guys? No. The, bro, no. Man, the moment I mentioned to you on Discord is like when Batman tell, he threatens Jokers that I'm going to fucking kill you. Dude, yeah. I laughed so hard. <laughs> had to pause the movie. <laughs> that this is the one of the worst things I've ever seen in movies. I'm not even exaggerating. It was so bad. Like a 20 year old. Make no mistake, I will fucking kill you. <laughs> of Batman of all characters. Yeah. yeah. Well, was, but, was that an alternate? T- that was an alternate I, timeline, right? I get that. But it's like, who wrote this? <laughs> it's weird. I don't Someone like it thought either. this was super good and they kept that. Hey, hey, hey. Here's the writer's room. <laughs> so bad. That entire segment was stupid. Mara somehow has a British right. accent. I don't know why she has a British accent all of a sudden. She's a like, fish, right? Why does she have a British accent? <laughs> she doesn't have a British accent in like the earlier the movie or Aquaman. She has a British accent here. She doesn't have a British accent in the rest of the movie? <laughs> no. Just I here. I sworn she did. <laughs> or Aquaman, That's... she didn't have a British accent if I don't remember. Oh, I want to. I want to. Yeah. I want to see that now because that would be hilarious. Uh, Aquaman and uh, Aquaman Shazam or uh, Wonder Woman 84, they're not canon to this. Uh, they're, well, they're not canon to this universe. You know, Snyder said that he ever said that like a week, like last week. But the first Wonder Woman is. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, because he worked on that movie too a little bit. But he's a, he's that, already. He, it's not part of the DC Snyder's canon or whatever. This is also part of the reason why I don't like the DC universe. I don't. There's too much differentiation between what's canon and what's not. There was canon. no. You know why? It's because there's no ground law. There's no never any. There's no foundation. Work. Yeah. It's, yeah. They're building a house on a crooked hill. They don't elsewhere store. They're separate storage, which I respect. Cause they don't have to be a current year like Marvel. Do your own little projects. Yeah. It just it can be confusing for some people. Like we got like three Batmans now. Yeah, uh, like concurrently happening at the same time. Yeah. Um, we yeah yeah, and I'm excited for a lot of those Batmans, but I feel like they should just treat them as like standalone projects. Yeah, I think um, that's what they're trying to do. You get yeah. the best. Pro- I mean, one shot films are amazing. I mean, you get like really like you get to wrap, you get to start it and wrap it up at the end. We're just in a weird age of like universes. No, you got to make a fucking cinematic universe out of this. Not only yeah. that, because it makes so much money. They know they can like if they make a Joker too. I don't think no, no. one wants that. I Printing money. Yeah. No print money. But what? Um, what you gonna do? <laughs> that's when they introduce Batman and they start their own cinematic universe. After that, you know, that's like another version of Batman played by like fucking. Robert Pattinson. Which yeah, I'd wait to see his Bruce Wayne Batman. I yeah, I can, yeah, I can't wait to see that. I know it's gonna that be the best. Been, I mean, oh in God. that world though, that would actually make sense. I mean, but they, but they haven't confirmed that Robert Pattinson will be in the Joker, right? No, it's not. He just no. that's his own universe as well too. Until it makes a lot of money, which it will, then it's gonna be yeah. his own universe. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, which makes me think, when when's Venom Two gonna be releasing? <laughs> Stop mentioning that movie. No one remembers that movie. Leave it alone. Everyone forgot. I know. It's like, it's, no, let's, let's, we can't hammer on DC all day. We got to hammer on some Marvel shit. What's <laughs> yeah. Venom 2 looking like? I'm tired hey, of the voice. Oh, there's going to be some. Do the, do the voice. 
To the Venom voice. To the Venom voice. Venom 2. Venom 2. We are Venom 2. Oh, you meant you meant Tay do the, the Venom voice. I, I don't know why I get such a kick out of that. Oh. Barry. Wait, what's the guy's yeah. name? Uh, Tom Brady? Eddie Brock. Eddie. 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 Let's see foot, Eddie. To, to kind of wrap up my thoughts on the Snyder Cut, I think that it is such a good potential film that is overinflated by two and a half hours of extra shit that should have been separate movies. That's like kind of where I stand on it as like a, as a film. You, it's know, like, you know why it's so inflated? Mm-hmm. It's because of all of the, the Wonder Woman music in it. <laughs> Dude, we didn't mention that. The slow-mo scenes is ridiculous in this movie. It's too many of them. There's so many of them. Like, Some Jesus of them for no Christ. real reason. The yeah. only slow motion scene that I really, really liked or there's two of them. It's that car shot that I was talking about, and then Estra Miller's whole bit as the Flash when he rescued Iris. Yeah, that was cool. Well, I mean, like that, almost like one woman. Nah, that scene was stupid as yeah. fuck. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be real with you. I'm gonna Dude. be real ass with y'all. That yeah. scene was so stupid. Made no sense. Why? Like, could have got the door. I, I, you know, I think I realized that I hated that scene so much. Now that I'm just sitting here talking with you guys, yeah. but I really did not like that scene. Why not? It was so long. It was but, ungr- ungraciously long for no egregiously. reason. She is sitting in the car. The truck is taking forever. You can tell, like, it's going to happen, right? Yeah. <laughs> so much this long build She's up looking at stiff. him for like, the past 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And then they yeah. St- what the hell was going on with that anyway? Like, why was they staring at. They were eye fucking each other from across the street. It's well, like, they wanted you the the to know for sure that I was like Iris. I, I was. Like, they could have do a glance and I would have been like, yeah, all right. I get it. <laughs> no, they were like. SMU was like taking a shirt off, like, ah! <laughs> like, uh, hated it. And then from, and then she pulls out, and then the truck just smacks her. And then and yeah. then it's like, Ezra's character is like, oh, well, do I save her? Do I like sit here and, you know, do this dumb dog interview that I'm trying to do? But I like that scene because it shows how fast the Flash processes information. And, like, how much time he has to think when he's, like, actually running. Yes, like, that was an up. incredibly great setup for his powers. And perspective so like if you, time. Yeah. yeah, if you have no idea who the Flash is, that scene does a fantastic job in making you understand what he is. Yeah. Which is why I love it. It is a little long-winded before the slow motion. I totally agree. But think, you get it. I think they could have just executed it a little bit better. A little bit quicker, yeah. Yeah. I I do like that the Flash sort of grabs the hot dog and we have like a little bit shine of his personality, but that doesn't feel a lot of place in the universe because that's like what that character is. But every time you insert Ezra Miller into another conversation with like Batman or Aquaman, it feels out of place because they're so disjointedly broody and angry (laughs) in comparison to the Flash. And so, yeah. like, I, I really, it, it, that's just what feels wrong about them. The movie feels disconnected because the characters don't feel like they inhabit the same world. You know, you know who would have been a good comic relief for that kind of theme? It's not Ezra Miller. Uh, Miller. 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 I cannot say his name properly. Uh, is just Jason Momoa's Aquaman. I feel like he brought enough comic, comic relief through that film with his character which because his character is broody but he can't have fun and he I is, like he is a little bit of a smart ass yeah and i feel like that could be the you know comedy in this serious movie is this him being a smart ass mm-hmm. 
I think the Flash, he was just way, way too... Like, I mean, that was his entire character was to be funny. It was too much. It was yeah. too much. And, and when he was serious, it was a little bit off-putting in a way. Like, yeah. I felt like, oh, that's not really him for him to have, like, a serious moment. But even when he was having a serious moment, it felt like he was still kind of do- playing that through a window. Like, right. you could still see through the seriousness and that it's, like, it's him still joking. Which I guess that's just a, maybe an actor's choice on yeah. how he wanted to do it or whatever. But Surprisingly uh, enough, I really like Ezra as the Flash. I like I like all the actors. I just wish I had more time to introduce the characters outside of the Justice League movie. Yeah, I know they didn't want to cop- copy Marvel, yeah. but they really should have had some like individual movie build-up before they did Justice League. We got to give a reason people to care about them. You, know, what you gotta give a reason for people to care about these characters. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um my uh like my opinion on this movie is it's it's an okay movie. Right. Um But the thing is, I just came to conclusion just not for me. So those fans who watch like love this universe, they got what they want. Can't complain. And that, and that is exactly how I feel about it. I feel like for yeah. me it's a little too much and a little too over directed. But if you're a fan and that you wanted this cut, you got exactly, exactly what, you, what wanted. you wanted. Yeah, exactly. And you loved it. And I'm yeah. so glad that that was the case. Yeah. And less noise now. So that's a yeah. plus. Um, the noise will Jordan, never stop. The noise will you never want? stop. What would you like? What? What's the overall impression of the film? It was, it was okay. I, um, you know, I, I, I don't have any connections hard to the comics. So I'm not egregiously offended by different takes <laughs> on films. Uh, I don't have in my head like, like so if I saw like um, you know like a something that I grew up with like a let's say Godzilla and they just made an asshole of Godzilla in a film I'd mm-hmm. be like that's not fucking Godzilla that's not 98. like my Godzilla and shit so I would take I would have some serious offense if they really messed that character up or they did a weird take on him which right. I, I get that's why some people probably don't like Shin Godzilla. Yeah. Um, so like you know with like I know I get like Tay doesn't like su- this Superman because that's not really Superman's essence that's not Superman's character Superman is this corny American uh, hero or <laughs> not shit. corny it's corny bro he's, he's corny. a corny we're not having an argument <laughs> it's the same thing with like Captain America corny bro he's it's like corny. propaganda corny um, and then this is like here comes the director and he puts a blanket of his personality and his take on these characters i get it you you know you you don't want this pussy of superheroes anymore you want a dark grittiness to it because that's what i I mean that is but that is the climate that we're in it makes sense markable why this film is because people love villains people love dark Hardcore shit. They want to see a rated R superhero movie because they never got that. So it makes right. so much sense why people love this film. And I, you know, that's cool. And I understand that. And and I can enjoy it for what it is. It's a, you know, it's a, I love seeing, you know, them take a realistic approach to like this world and, you know, how it operates, like the gore to it. The I like Zack Snyder's like overall like color schemes. I like the darkness to it. It really adds to the mood. Um, it's not too dark though. It's not like a horror film. It's it's just enough where it is a kind of like and what I was saying earlier is like it's like a Batman comic. It, it's just like this overall like dark character and these 
but it's comic booky in a sense. It's not like yeah. too realistic where it's because there are fucking giant like <laughs> the swatting flies constantly that are aliens. <laughs> so you know, I think I think it's good. I think cool. I, w- I would like to see a sequel to it just because I want to see the like some more shit from him. Uh, comic book wise, I mean, I can understand. So I mean, it's a. <laughs> I'm an average consumer to this, so my opinion doesn't really. My, my honest opinion does not matter to like the majority. Mine's not either, because I sound biased, but I promise you, you're not. It's just not for me. And I sound and I sound pretentious and annoying when I talk about it. Yeah. This is a good uh, podcast because so. you're getting a little bit of both. You're getting a little bit of everything. You get a yeah. film sense, a comic book sense, and then an average viewer sense. Yeah. What you said about uh, the the the. I would argue against you getting to that completely, but I won't for the video. But the. How we need dark, gritty heroes. Like, what the heck? I, I'm not saying that we need dark, gritty heroes. I'm just saying that's probably what we people want. No, we, we we're don't. past that point. It's not 2009 no more, or 8, whatever. Dude, could you? This movie would have ruled if it came out in 2006. Hell Dude, yeah, if bro. If it came out before Sucker Punch, it would have had like a heavy metal soundtrack and it would have fucking made so much Dude, he should have did nonstop heavy metal in this movie. He should have got some Chelsea Grin in there, some fucking bring their uh, just dun, 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 just some heavy fucking bass. That would have rule, dude. Actually, you know what? I take yeah. it back. Zach Zach Snyder's the man, bro. Yo, <laughs> pussies, like let's go. Take. Oh wait. End the on. video right now. Yeah. End the no, video right no, now. No, no, keep going. <laughs> We're keeping on this Jordan. <laughs> yeah. I uh, Lies. I li- I like it. It could have been better, but it also could have been way worse. And it's a huge improvement over the over the original card. Yeah. It's, it's good. Yeah, I give it. I give it a. I give it a six out of ten. Do not give it a number score. Six out of ten. Six out of ten. Stop. Six out of ten. Six anchors out of ten. You you give it. You give it a fucking paragraph review. You give out your thoughts, and then people will take that as is. Six out of ten. We're through. We're not Rotten Tomatoes. I'm fine. I'm fighting them. Six out of ten. Nothing reasonable. I don't do number scores either. I don't do number scores. I just say how it is. But if there's a score, I agree. Six. Perfect. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Now that I think, yeah, I could also agree. Six out of ten. <laughs> so, all right, end the video. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me do the. Let me do the indie bits, guys. Thank you, so, guys. Thank you so much for making it to the end of this uh, mess of a podcast. Of much like the 2017 version. <laughs> well, I, I kind of took it off rails when I started calling everyone a pussy. But <laughs> yeah, let, maybe don't do that. <laughs> maybe blip that out. <laughs> just, yeah. Oh, if Tay actually edited the podcast, that'd be great if he could go in back in and just go yeah. beep, beep, beep. That'd be hilarious. Uh, Add two more hours of footage. Guys, thank you so much for making it to the end of the podcast. We do appreciate it. If you guys like want more of this nonsense and, you know, some whack opinions from some wackadoo guys, uh, and you want more of this Schneider cut, uh, give us a follow on here. I mean, give us a sub. And then, um, Brian, where can they find you at? Uh, you can find me at Twitter at Brian Ortega and Twitch at Brian Browning. And Tay, where can they find you at? <laughs> twitter.com underscore Tay Infinite I forget every single time every single time is in the bio I'm about to yeah. do your ending bit Tay I'll tell you, you can find me at twitter at Brian Archia and you can find Tay at underscore Tay Infinite <laughs> woo <laughs> <laughs> you guys if you want to find me you want to at me for calling everyone pussy on you I gotta stop saying it stop it. what's wrong with him, man? <laughs> you are going to be the, you're going to be the death of us all I uh, 100% will. Look at me. I'm already white. It's it's already putting one down the coffin already. Uh, guys, if you want to find me, you can find me at uh, Twitter at Cyber underscore Calamity. And you want to follow me on Twitch, you can follow me at Cyber Calamity. Guys, thank you so much for uh, making it to the end. And we'll see you guys uh, next week for our weekly podcast. Oh.